You are listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 169, The Startling Story of Fortress Lad. And welcome to episode 169. I'm Paul French, and today I am. Uh, I got nothing. I, I, I've been. I, I, today I am Office Boy. There we go. It's okay. all about headquarters. It's all about headquarters, and I'm sitting here in the monitor room in, in my office. So that's close enough. Yeah, that's the ticket. <laughs> Yeah. I just got I, I just got all all kind of wrapped up in um, in sorting everything out for the story that we're uh, that we're going to be talking about tonight. That uh, forgot yeah, your name. I, I totally forgot my name. Yeah. Yeah. Your name is Paul. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> indeed. Indeed. All right. That's best. We move on. That's you. That's you. Okay. I am Darren Noel, and I am Blue Boy because I got a Blu-ray player for Christmas. Woohoo! Woo. Um, yay! So. Woo. That's me. We're moving on. Awesome. Oh, I'm Matt Kramer, and this week I am Wigglewad because I was excited for by the uh, superheroes announcement of the Lego sets, but summer 2012, the Lord of the Rings Legos. I'm uh. <laughs> going to have to struggle not to buy them all. <laughs> oh, got to buy them all. Yes, uh, then you'll have an incomplete set. I can't afford set, to buy them Matt. all. Sarah won't mind at all. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll start taking donations now. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> One Lego brick at a time. <laughs> yep. I am Scott Coles, and tonight I am. Uh, I'm going to follow Paul's lead and go Monkey Cave Kid. <laughs> oh, Jesus. All about the headquarters. That's there right, baby. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> sit down here, flipping through the uh, lovely Dark Tower omnibus that I got for Christmas. Ooh, ooh, it's so pretty. <laughs> I likes it. I likes it a lot. <laughs> Can't go wrong with some J. Lee art. That's for sure. Yeah, that's and, me. And also joining us on the line. Murray, what's your legionnaire name for the today? <laughs> I am uh, under the stairs, boy. I've been uh, going through the comics boxes, and uh, I've been cataloging, and all the books under the stairs have been labeled and cataloged, and, and they're all good to go now. Nice. So Woo-hoo! I still got to work through the closet, but <laughs> yeah. all the ones under the Murray. stairs are good. Going through the closet is a day by day. <laughs> One step at a time. You'll make it, Murray. You will. You'll get there. It does get it better. Gets better. So it gets better. <laughs> it gets better. Well, it, under the stairs was pretty squishy. Ah, yes. Now, now, when you're getting into doing the, the cataloging, I was actually doing some of that earlier today, and I got through about three long boxes, but but one. You know, I found some of them were easy to do, but then you get into the ones where it's like, ah, they didn't use barcodes at that point. Yeah. And, um, and so, uh. but the other thing that I'm finding is going through um, Superman in the, in the early 90s, you know, triangle, the triangle years. 
Uh-huh. Oh. And um, what an absolute nightmare it is because, of course, you put, you've got, uh, you know, I've got them all organized in triangle order. And uh, so as I'm going through, it's, it's like, okay, so until I get to a point at which I can start scanning these things, this is going to be a real, real pain. And um, yeah, it was just, it was utterly ridiculous. And, um, and so I sort of got most of the way through it. And then it was just, mm, this isn't working. So I, I actually had to sort of step back a bit and, uh, and, and, and take another run at it because it's, it's, it's a mess. It's a mess. And I and I've always thought to myself, yeah, I'll, you know, keep that stuff in chronological order. That's perfect. But now I'm seeing no. the I'm seeing the whole thing behind alphabetical. Title. Yeah, yeah, by yeah. title. You know, it's it, it, then again, I think to myself, how often am I going to reread the uh, the death of Superman? Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, whenever you want to touch year. Me. Yeah, whenever you want to touch a <laughs> feel good book, sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So. Um, Anyway, so today we got something a little special to do. We did um, a Secret Origins episode uh, several weeks back, and uh, had a lot of fun with that. And and in fact, um, on the Facebook page, we had a lot of people asking us about about you know doing more of the Secret Origins stuff. And um, one story has you know come up a few times, and we've we've talked about how we'd we'd love to get to it eventually. And we talked about this way back when, um, and that is of course the story of Fortress Lad. Mm-hmm. Not that that's a surprise, because you know it was the title right up front. Um, <laughs> but but um, so so the what we're gonna do is we're gonna go through uh, the story that ended up being published. But before that, we're also gonna go through the story that was originally supposed to be published, and. Um, <laughs> Basically, to give a bit of background behind this, and and if you want to hear the full story straight from the horse's mouth, um, there's mm. the 15 Minutes with Mark Wade podcast. Although I noticed that now the feed has finally died on that, so I don't know. Aww. I don't know how, you know, I'm sure it's, it's, it's hey, it was on the internet. It's like pee in the pool. It's out there somewhere. Um, so, you, so you can definitely <sighs> search for that. Um, Not going in a pool again. Thank you. <laughs> So, uh, but but he tells the whole story of of how this came about, and so we'll we'll you know we'll we'll kind of paraphrase it, but uh, but essentially, what happened is um, they were doing a special issue of Secret Origins, issue number forty six, um, and it was going to be focused on the headquarters. Uh, so you had the origin of the uh, Justice League's. Uh, Mountain Headquarters uh, by Grant Morrison with uh, Kurt Swan on art. Actually, Kurt Swan's all through this book, isn't he? Um, and so, so you got that story there, um, and and it's it's a neat story. Uh, it's kind of crazy. Spooky. Um, then uh, there's the the secret origin of Titan's Tower, and that's by I guess Marv Wolfman and uh, Vince Giorano. Giorano. I'm not sure how he pronounce his last name. Uh, anyway, so so there was that. Then you get to this story entitled "The Little Clubhouse That Could," <clears throat> and um, chugga, 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 yeah, chugga. but but what? But that was not going to be the original story. Originally, they had this story and the whole thing, and we'll go through the story itself. But basically, what you ended up with was it involved Superboy, and and more actually, more importantly, it involved. Um, old school 
crypt, uh, Kryptonian lore, essentially. Uh-huh. You know, and, and so yeah. so it kind of tied into in, into the old school Kryptonian thing. You know, Jor El with the headband. Uh, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so they couldn't use it. Basically. So so one day Mark Wade's sitting in his office. It's it's Friday afternoon and the and the issue's pretty much ready to go to press because they've got the thing drawn. They've got it lettered, you know, and uh and, and the whole bit. And um <clears throat> so um what ends up happening is, you know, and, and we've talked about this back when we were doing the five year later stuff, how the Superman office very reluctant to let other kids play with their toys. So it, so the story got killed. You are being kind, sir. <laughs> I, I am, I am. Um, so the story got killed. On, yeah, kinda, yeah. The story gets killed on a Friday <laughs> afternoon, and um, and uh, Casey Carlson comes walking into uh, into Mark Wade's office, and um, and uh, you know Wade's looking like his head's about to explode because this story has just been killed, and he doesn't know what he's gonna do. Because you know they they they've got this issue ready to go, and now he's he's twelve pages short, and mm-hmm. so uh, so Casey Carlson comes up with this with this wacky idea, and he was just kind of throwing it out there, you know, partly to be just kind of goofy, and um, and 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 mainly because he never thought the guy would that Mark would take him seriously, so he throws it out there that well, you know, what what how about Fortress Lad comes? How about the headquarters is actually a hero from another planet, and uh, that's just what they, you know, that it turns out that that's what they, um, you know, everyone there, all the buildings there are living people, and uh, and it was kind of a play on the idea that that you know every legionnaire comes from a planet where everybody has the same power as they do. So, um, so, you know, immediately, um, Wade snaps up, goes running out of the room saying, that's it. And, uh, then later on calls Casey and says to him, uh, you know, can we, uh, put is, you know, so Jerry Jones is just finishing up that story about Fortress Lad. Uh, you okay if we put, uh, created by Fortress Lad, created by Casey Carlson on the splash page. And, uh, before he could even answer, he's like, okay, thanks. Bye. And, um, Casey, Casey figures that the reason uh, they credited him on that was that that way it was like pro- plausible deniability. That way uh-huh. Wade and Jones could not be blamed for it. So the original story was actually um, um, written by Gerard, Gerard Jones with art by Kurt Schaffenberger and inks by uh, Ty Templeton. Um, and in the one that ended up being published, it's Kurt Swan on pencils, but the rest of the creative team is pretty much the same. So, um, so let's start off with um, with the original story. Matt, you want to take us through that one? Uh, sure. And this one is written in a nice little storybook style. It starts out with a... Once upon a time, there was a little rocket ship. It struggled slowly through the endless void of space toward a single goal, Earth. Earth's orbit authority tried to hail its occupants, but there were no occupants. The little rocket ship, they decided, must just be, must just, must be just more of the interplanetary chunk that had been clogging Earth's spaceways for a thousand years. So they zapped it. 
but its hull was impenetrable to zapping. <laughs> Suddenly, the little rocket ship's directional nodes began to click. Its late tracers locked in on the landmass below. Its retro rockets gave a final feeble blast, dropped straight toward a suburban district of the mega community called Metropolis. And <laughs> it's, oh, and it dropped. Sorry, missed a line in, in this. But uh, oh, this, the expressions on these people's faces <laughs> ah, it's coming right for us <laughs> uh, straight towards a long neglected historical marker <laughs> on this spot in 1960 crashed the rocket bearing Kal-El of Krypton later known as Superman Bawoom eh, take a drink close yeah. enough hey <laughs> <laughs> The administrators of the district wanted the rocket removed, but you're crazy. What good is Kalil Memorial Park? Who even remembers the guy? Oh. You sell me that park land, and I'll turn it into a tourist attraction that'll put Smallville black on back on the hollow map. Black on the hollow map? Mm. Yeah, oh, hello. Black on the hollow Shaft. map. Shaft. Yeah. <laughs> right. is not it's in the story, okay? <laughs> okay. He should be. Tyrock makes everything better. Yeah, and so so we should, should point out that the rocket has basically got landed straight down on on the ground, and uh, and so you know the Legion headquarters is of course as we know it, you know with where it looks like a rocket sticking out of the ground. In this case, it literally is that. <laughs> yes. The rocket ship's hull was impenetrable, its doors unopenable, but great showmen turned adversity into triumph, and someone has set it up as a sideshow. See the mystery rocket. Where where does it where is it from? What does it hold? Can you open it? Only 25 credits. <laughs> There's a long line in trying to get in. For the first few years, the little rocket ship became a sensation. Someone with a bumper sticker. I saw the mystery rocket. <laughs> My grandpa saw the mystery rocket, and all I got was this crummy Orbo suit. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Poor little boy. <laughs> In fact, just it became it the... <laughs> yeah. In fact, it became the only good reason to visit Smallville for most people. Secret Origins, Legion of Superheroes Clubhouse, Story, Gerard Jones, Pencils, Kurt Schaffenberger, Inks, Ty Templeton, Letterer, Albert de Guzman, Colorist, Tom McCraw, Editor, Mark Wade, and yeah, there are no colors in this yes, one that we yes. can see. <laughs> and then the Legionnaires have arrived. I can't believe it. At long last, Smallville, future home of the Legion of Superheroes. <laughs> Listen, and, and Marwa is accompanying the founders. Mm-hmm. What's he got Listen, on his you... chest there? Like, that, that looks like crossbones, right? <laughs> well, that was that, that was from that that first uh, Ultra Boy story. <laughs> yeah, I thought we thought his was the same as as Ultra Boy's, though. No, it's not. So that that definitely looks like two bones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cross well, like bones. He's like tombstone. Rimbor is the pirate planet. Ah, uh, be careful, Paul. I'm not, I'm not saying anything. Uh, you have a promise to like keep pirates. Yeah, yeah. No, see, the problem would be if I was saying, or, but I'm not. <laughs> not even uh, a month. There you go. <laughs> but I'm not, so it's all good. Yeah, he didn't talk about Ultra Boy. That's he right. didn't talk about Ultra Boy. That's true. Sure he didn't. Sure. Okay, moving on. 
<laughs> Listen, are you sure you kids don't want to think about this a little longer? Wouldn't Orbital Satellite Headquarters be just a little more, well, dramatic? Dr- and then Saturn Girl is saying, dramatic maybe, but not as fitting. We were inspired to become heroes by the legend of Superboy, and it will be in Superboy's legendary hometown that we begin our careers. <laughs> Marla says, well, wait a minute. This didn't get published. Well, it it is, but they actually kind of give themselves a way out of it in the next panel. True. Mm -hmm. Wait a minute. We don't even know if Superboy existed, remember? There are no conclusive records. A lot of people say Superman didn't get a start until he was fully. No, Mr. Latham. We know there was a Superboy, (laughs) and we're going to stay here where his spirit still lives. (laughs) Beep, beep. Lightning Lab speaking for the fans there, so... Yeah, yeah, totally. Lightning Lad is suddenly the ghost whisperer. (laughs) (laughs) Medium. Uh, Mr. Brand and I still think you're making a mistake. Wouldn't you like a nice, big, isolated area and one of Earth's highest? Look, that building. They've got some good videos at the Galaxy Halvids new releases. (laughs) I want to see some Imsk, the good, the bad, and the timey. (laughs) <laughs> or her breakfast at Tiffany's dismal style. <laughs> oh. Would watch either of those. Yeah, totally. That's the site of the original Kent home where Superboy g- grew up. The scene of some of his greatest heroics. And they raised it for a video store. <laughs> Next, protein queen, family food products. <laughs> hey, don't Where they sell me about plasma that. burgers and glucose shakes and amino plasma rings. Burgers. and there where the kent general store used to be maybe mr brand can buy one of those buildings for our headquarters we could restore it to its original don't you know how much trouble mr brand is already having trying to get people to take you seriously we can get you prime office space in central metropolis we can get you a cave we can (laughs) no we want to Yes, the cave is appropriate because in the in the actual Secret Origins issues, they have the origin of the Legion exactly. of the Justice League cave. Yeah, yeah. No, we want a connection to Superboy, even if it's only a relic. Come on, gang, let's go find Cowell Memorial Park. <laughs> they show up. Are you sure this is it? Well, my guidebook is a little old, but it's the park with a giant rocket in it. I wonder how many of those in town there are if they're not sure this is the right one. (laughs) Rockets were all over the place. (laughs) Yeah. Yep, this was it up until 10 years ago when that rocket came down. But what what kind of slime would build this sleazy tourist trap on top of, of, say, you're those kids with the powers, aren't you? Saved RJ Brand's life, so he's funding you as a superhero team. (laughs) So on, so forth. Am I right? Yes, sir. This guy kind of looks like Mr. Mixoplick. <laughs> he does a little. Yeah, he does, he looks, doesn't he? He looks kind of like he's from Riverdale. <laughs> There's a bit of that going <laughs> I, around. Like, I, I don't know what it is about him that just it makes me think of like like the the Dan DiCarlo or whatever. It's yeah, just, yeah. He looks like somebody who could be yeah. you know running a running a shop rival to Pop's Chocolate Shop or whatever. <laughs> right. <laughs> trying to put Pop out of business or something. Uh. He said, well, I'm P.T. Bornum, mm-hmm. and this attraction is my Good baby. God. It's only, yeah. Uh, uh, 
Only it's dying, lost its novelty, its kick. Who cares about an invulnerable mystery rocket that just sits there year after year? That's why I want to make you kids a deal. You use your powers to open that thing, be like a whole new attraction, get the media in on it. I cut you in for half the take on the show and a third of all the profits off the attraction in per- perpetuity. For superheroes, it's a... Or, or, what do you take us for, profiteers? We're superheroes. It says right in front of our club. And, Which is uh, also kind of stupid because, I mean, they're backed by the richest dude in the universe, right? <laughs> right. They so what's this guy's $5 is going to get them? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Yeah. Come on, Imra. We don't belong here. Hmm. You know something, boys? You're going to have to trust me on this one. But I think it might be a very good idea to try opening this thing. It's, you talking about the rocket? Looks. <laughs> hey. Yes. <laughs> For the first time in years, the world flocked to the little rocket ship drawn by the combined efforts of Bornem and Brand. We see that R.J. Brand himself has arrived now along with the second-in-command, Marlo Latham. And the so-called Legion of Superheroes is moving into position. There's Lightning Lad with his super electrical powers and Kazakh Boy and his super magnetism. And then, of course, there's a telepath Saturn girl. And this uh, news reporter looks kind of cross-eyed. <laughs> she looks a little bit like Marilla Tallow, who became Timberwolf's girlfriend for a little bit, but I don't think it's technically her. Yeah. So. Yeah. Will they be able to open the mystery rocket? Stand by. Really, Mr. Latham? I still think just a private little ceremony would have been. We would have put, put a city to the professionals, son. You just stick to the lightning and don't blow it. Lightning <laughs> <laughs> says, okay, one, two, Zach. Oh, yeah. He uh, tries frying the door. Do it again. Do it again. I gave it everything. And oh. Kaz gives it a shot. Really? Okay, here we go. Oops, sorry, Scott. No, go ahead. Uh, that was just a really. I was like, that's it. One shot. And he's <laughs> it looks done. like there's a conquista door in the uh, in the crowd. Well, you know, one shot and he had to go to sleep. So. Kaz <laughs> says, "Okay, here we go. A little magnetism to bend the hull, and it's it's not earth bending. Can't get a job, bomb. Go magnetize a needle." <laughs> What is it, son? It's it's like no metal I've ever encountered. So what now, PD? Well, there's there's still one legionnaire left. Uh, uh, of course, a telepath. That's the first thing I always look for when I need to open a rocket. But um, <laughs> somebody get a can opener. Who boy? Why do I get the feeling this is the last time I get any live television coverage? Wonder if I can get my old job back at the Sea Lion Caves. Poor PT. <laughs> Come on, boys. Can't you find just a little extra power in there for us? And then Saturn Girl is thinking, yes, yes, it is there. An electronically synthesized brainwave pattern, possibly a mental lock. If I can work my way through the pattern mentally, adjust my own telepathic waves to fit the wave crests and troughs, let's just clear out. I have to go into pre-production on that special on Love Lives of the Planet Karg. Oh, <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then, there's a showcase special. <laughs> <laughs> what? Ooh, yeah. Saturn Girl has opened the door. <laughs> Mystery <laughs> rocket, anyone? <laughs> yeah, they're all they all fickle. fly in. 
Careful, the insides look like they were gutted by an explosion. Look here, the hull is very thin. Even though it's nearly invulnerable, the nose cone was burnt and splintered by the impact. And the ensuing explosion blew out a huge cavern under the ground. Huh, looks like the faster-than-light drive got knocked out by a meteor. Funny engine, very primitive rocketry, looks homemade. And Lightning Lad is lifting up something that you'd think might be kind of an homage to action comics. Yeah, it looks a little bit like a tractor, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That would explain the thin walls. They had to be light enough for the engine to lift. But I don't see uh, how it could have carried any passengers or cargo. Well, they fit in a little cargo, self-cleaning diapers. Diapers? <laughs> and look, there's some kind of cubic bubble pipe. A robo-puppet, a trans-dimensional kaleidoscope, super scientific toddler tools. <laughs> and look, this... <laughs> and this, look at the script. I've seen that in history books. It's Kryptonese. And, 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 don't tell me, the fibers are invulnerable. <laughs> no wonder Imra wanted to open this rocket. The red and yellow color scheme, the hooky little fins, just like the legendary rockets of Krypton. But how did it get here? <laughs> Don't you see? It's obvious. <laughs> Superman's father, Jor-El, built this prototype rocket when he discovered that Krypton would be destroyed, hoping it would save his family. So his only chance was to send uh, baby Kal-El to Earth in another rocket with with the same size engine, but a small enough hull to hold a child. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but the engine wasn't powerful enough to carry them all. But... If I know mothers, no sooner had they sent Kal-El off than Lara thought of all the things she should have sent with him. Diapers, extra clothes, his favorite toys, and a last message from his mother and father. This rocket was able to carry such a light load, and Jor-El programmed it to follow the first to Smallville. But when a meteor wiped out the drive, it took a thousand years to arrive. You know, it's not conclusive evidence. <laughs> It'll never convince the skeptics like those revisionist historians <laughs> who say there never was a Superboy. Nice. Oh. <laughs> nice one. Kazinga. Uh. Maybe not, but it's evidence enough for us to think that Superboy's final message from his father wandered in space for all that time until we could discover it. What an ironic twist of fate. <laughs> Outside, uh... Marla says, great news, kids. Mr. Brand has just tucked Mr. Bornham here into selling us this property. With the publicity from this tomfoolery, we can make something out of this place. You said it, Mr. B. To start off, we can uh, subdivide, get this rocket out of here, lease some acres for light industrial use, and... Kaz says, I'm sorry, sir, but that's... But that's no go. You see, this is going to be our headquarters. <laughs> and so the little rocket ship found an honor, a noble use at last. <laughs> and kind of adds a personal touch, don't you think? A Saturn girl t- paints superhero clubhouse above the door. <laughs> R.J. Oh, Brand paid for... Re- yes. R.J. Brand paid for refurbishments, turning the underground cavern into meeting rooms. <laughs> And then pro- providing the Legionnaires with the best crime-fighting tech the money could buy, and except a lock for the door. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but as the Legion grew and new members <laughs> crowded in, the little rocket ship seemed to lose its charm. 
Finally, in a furious battle with the like, villain. They're all like elbow room around that yeah, table. Yeah. <laughs> it's cozy. Like they're fighting yes. over the white meat at Christmas. <laughs> Finally, in a furious battle with the villain named Validus, the nigh invulnerable metal hull met its match. <laughs> It wasn't difficult for the new Legion to be persuaded to take a more advanced headquarters. I, I just want to say one word to you. Just one word. Are you listening? Yes, sir. Thermo- thymoplastics. <laughs> and so shit, the Legion left to behind. The, to the graduate. <laughs> uh, and so the Legion left behind the little rocket ship and soon forgot how much it had meant to them. Sounds like two words to me. <laughs> but there were others who cared as much about the heritage of the Legion as the original Legionnaires had cared about the legend of Superboy. The Legion of Substitute Heroes found the battered Hulk, standing it up and refurbishing it to make their own headquarters. And the little rocket ship lived happily ever after. Oh, yeah. It's so beautiful. <laughs> Revision history. Exactly. Oh, I, I, love, I love that line. Mm. Love that line. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Scott, why don't you take us through the uh, the story that was? Ah, uh, the story that ended up being. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> oh dear. The before right. and the after. Let me see if I can find it here. Da, 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 da. Here we go. <laughs> okay. Where does it start? Hold on. There it is. So we start out, we sort of just dropped right into the middle of this thing. There's no intro page to it or anything yet. So just dropped in and uh, it's a blue lady in front of a palatial estate of some sort. She says, I'm terribly sorry. I wouldn't be able to sell this to you. The neighbors, you know. And the next panel is uh, another office building of some sort and a yellow dude going, what are you nuts? I can't let you in here. (laughs) And yet another place looks like kind of like a mall. Yeah. Like Galleria. Yeah. It isn't my decision, you understand, but the Galleria has certain uh, standards. And then we have a panel of the three founders walking along dejectedly. Boy, at this rate, we'll never find a clubhouse for our new team. And uh, suddenly, Brand drives up in his uh, hover limo. (laughs) (laughs) He's... I tell you, kids, you ought to take my offer. I can give you the best modular space in my whole corporate complex. Thanks, but no thanks, Mr. Brand. We do appreciate your funding of our group. But we don't want to appear to be some, some corporate task force. The headquarters of our, of our own will symbolize our dedication to a higher good. <laughs> well, good luck, but no neighborhood or landlord or neighborhood group or landlord is going to want super battles going on. So they're like, oh, we got to find something. He says, well, they can't keep us from meeting on public land. Let's just arrange to meet our applicants in the park. It's like, yeah, that's an idea after all. (laughs) Oh, right, lightning lad. After all, he says, and they sort of stop short as they see a group of new uh, applicants ready and willing to uh, become legionnaires. And they're kind of freaky looking, to be honest. (laughs) No one's going to notice a few teenagers in the park. The story's called The Little Clubhouse mm-hmm. That Could. Gerard Jones, Kurt Swan, Ty Tumbleton, John Costanza Letters, Tom McGraw-Color, 
Mark Wade and Fortress Lad, created by Casey Carlson. <laughs> <laughs> it's his fault. Don't blame me. So we have, uh, yeah. These are some uh, wacky looking applicants. Mm. I know there's, there's seven of them. Oh, yeah. Our, the ubiquitous arm fall off boy. It looks like some sort his, of his first appearance. Yay for arm fall off boy. Yes. Yep. And uh, some sort of weird plant chicky. It looks like she has a beard. So that's yeah, yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> There's a yeah, really she looks kind of poison ivy esque. <laughs> yeah. Looks like some sort of weird triple jointed lad. A crazy bird dude. A actually fairly regular looking uh, African spacian. I don't know where she's from, but uh, she's a dark skinned uh, regular hero. She's a Nubian. Yes, <laughs> yes. that's it. Oh. Irregular. Send Nubian. your letters to Matt Kramer. <laughs> and then a dude. Oh, anyone like, who's seen Mara, anyone who's seen Chasing Amy, yeah. will not detect. <laughs> and then a weird dude with like eight long, spindly arms and a egg-shaped body and a weird head with tentacle things coming at the top of it. Looks like any random Doctor Who villain from the '60s or '70s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, true, true. It's appendage lad, I guess. I don't know. And then we have. <laughs> Will be the man who will one who will become Fortress Lad. He's a, sort of a stocky yellow dude. He's got the familiar uh, clubhouse fins on his costume. He basically looks like a cylinder with arms and legs and a head on top. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so the legionnaires sit down at one of the public tables, and uh, first applicant up is Arm Fall Off Boy. <laughs> and Lightning Lad says, uh, "My, that's an unusual." And he's like. He's not even listening to him. He's like, my power will astound you. Observe as I detach my limb. Blorp. Oh. <laughs> he pulls his arm off and just slams it on the table. <laughs> and transform it into a deadly weapon. Die, villain. Hi-ya! <laughs> <laughs> so, when will I be The only thing that make that better is if they were eating at the time when he did that. <laughs> yeah. He's like, so, when will I be inducted? He looks like a Ferengi there. Yeah. A little uh, bit. They're like, uh... Thank you for your interest in our organization, and best of luck finding a group suitable to your talents. <laughs> like, what? How could they not want me? That's incredible. And now, oh, the lady, the lady that's next in line says, "Sad walking away music." Yep. And she's like, "Ha! Take a hike, chump. Forget the rest. You found the best mnemonic kid. That's N E M O." No, 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 no. You need an M. M N E M M. No, it's <laughs> mnemonic. M before N, except after you mean N E N M. No, wait. <laughs> N M E I mean M E N Get it. Let me show you my power. <laughs> I can make anybody forget anything. One short blast and you forget your phone number. A long blast and <laughs> I could turn you into a mental infant. Here, let me demonstrate. This poor kid just walking through the park with a yo-yo. <laughs> yeah. Suddenly, he grows up to be Ultra Boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. Zing. Kramer zing. That's all Kramer's fault, Josh. Franklin Kramer zing somebody. So anyway, this kid's this kid's already saddled with a, with a Mo Howard haircut. And now this poor kid has forgotten what this house is. Where to go <laughs> pee. Yeah, the little brat could wander around forever. Ha ha! <laughs> She's like, ha ha. Lightning Lad's like, give that child his memory back now. I can't. All I can do is mess memories up. Who wants to give them back anyway? <laughs> 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 yeah. 
Gee, I don't know why she didn't get in. You know what? She's actually not monomic kids. She's actually alcohol enabler. Last night. Yes, you are. Cosmic Boy says, you could never join our club. Not with such a horrible attitude. She's like, oh, yeah? You'll regret this, creeps. Could this be a legion project? Coming mm-hmm. back on. That's never happened before. No, How never. could Jeff Johnson missed her? <laughs> <laughs> Shortly, uh, they, they locate the kids' mother and uh, send the toddler on her way. Uh, next up is Fortress Lad. Uh, uh, hello. I, I'm called Fortress Lad. I don't know if I'm worthy to join your group, but but I'd give anything to be able to fight for peace and justice alongside you. Mm-hmm. I, I come from a planet Fwang. Fwang. <laughs> because we are constantly besieged by meteor storms, all Fwangian boys at puberty gain the power to become metallic fortresses for the protection of the others. <laughs> so... He shows him there's a bunch of kids playing and there's a big meteor storm coming. He runs out and whoop, turns into the fortress slide shape that we all know and love. I think they just build the some buildings. <laughs> well, yeah. That well, it doesn't look like there's anything that. on the planet to build with, does it? <laughs> it <looks kinda> <laughs> well, desolate. rocks. You can build it out of previously fallen meteors. Well, that's true. Yes. Huh? And he, he obviously has the ability to leave the planet. Yes. <laughs> well, there's that. <laughs> If you'd like me to demonstrate, I, I'd be I'd be thrilled to, to, and they're whispering to themselves. They're like, uh, "We're sorry. We appreciate your sincerity, but we don't see how your power can be much use to superheroes like us." Oh, look at the big shot, Lightning Lad. We're awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we we totally rock, and you suck. So get out of here. And he's he's cr- almost crying. This dude, he's like rubbing oh, his yeah. eye. I got something. He's upset. Choke. Yeah, oh, it should, that should have totally been a choke. Definitely. Oh, yeah, not a sob. It should have been a choke. A go on, Paul. Give us a choke. Choke. Only. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> demonic, demonic glass is like, so they dumped you too, huh? I think those swell-headed rats could use a little comeuppance, don't you? What? Oh, hello. Why, why, how can you even think such a thing, you, you? Ah, forget it. Go wipe the brine off your puss. Guess I'm the only one around here with any guts. <laughs> Uh, later on, uh, he's like, he's noticing that all the uh, applicants are wan- wandering off. He says, I guess, I guess no one was good enough for Legion today. Maybe they'll take another look at me now that they've seen the competition. But wait, what's this? He sees Mnemonic Glass shooting her bizorch at the Legionnaires. And then she comes up with a gun. She's like, so you think you can reject the likes of me, huh? This will take you down a peg. Ha! And Lightning Lad's like, I, I have to stop her, but I can't remember how to use my powers. Derp. <laughs> and Cosmic Boy's like, I know how to use my power, but what's going on here? Why are we in this park? Is there some danger here? Who's this weird girl? And <laughs> Saturn Girl's like, I don't even know who I am. <laughs> Demonic Glass is thinking to herself, ha I've selectively destroyed their memories, left them helpless against this. She's got the gun pulled on them. And Fortress Lad's like, oh my gosh, gotta hurry. He runs towards them, and the gun points, and whoop, he fortresses lads around them, and the la- the laser just bounces right off him. Ah, tricky. He's safe no matter what. And they're inside the building. Where'd this building come from? What's happened? Who am I? 
Derp. <laughs> Curse that fortress lad, says Mnemonic Glass. I'll have to destroy his memory now so he forgets to protect the Legion. Fortress lad in his caption box is like, my memory is fading, but I have to buy the Legion some time. Okay, so I'm Saturn girl, huh? Yeah, that, that rings a bell. And you, lightning lad, you shoot lightning from your hands. My hands, that's right. <laughs> and meanwhile, we get back to Fortress Lad's caption. She's still pouring on the forget-me juice. He's like, time, don't know why or who, who am I, where, what, doesn't matter. Have to hang on like a hero. And Cosmo Boy's like, we were interviewing Legion applicants and we were attacked? That means we have to... And she's like, ha I must have destroyed your memory by now. You're less than a baby. Let go. Give up. Never give up. Never give up. Never give up. And she's like, ah, enough of this. I'll blast through. She takes her gun and blows Fortress Lad's door off, which I Hell see now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking that probably hurt. <laughs> then the okay, Legionnaires come out and they zap. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess. He zaps the gun with uh, his lightning. And she has to drop it. She's like, zap me all you want, jerks. In her mind, I see a grenade. And she goes to whip the grenade. She's very well armed for a civilian. <laughs> she is. <laughs> got a laser gun and a grenade. Like, what the hell? She whips it at them, and uh, Cosmo Boy grabs it with his powers, of course, and uh, isolates it so it explodes harmlessly ahead, up overhead. And like, oh, but the blast takes her out. I guess off panel <laughs> we don't actually see it and yes. they just say she's dead <laughs> even though and all of the legionnaires are closer to the blast than she is yep well, they well, all duck. Their, their hair is messy <laughs> yeah but see oh, they all yes. duck when he said duck and she didn't duck she just, just stood there oh uh, so uh <laughs> always duck <laughs> it's what a tragedy that the super team should turn so bitter <laughs> She would have killed us if not for this strange building. Where could it have come from? Must be part of our memory forever destroyed by Mnemonic Kid. I have an odd feeling of fondness for this building, almost as though it were a person. <laughs> almost. <laughs> almost. Well, let's petition the city and see if we can take custody of this land because I think we've found our clubhouse. Aww. And so Fortress Lad got to join the Legion after all, although no one ever knew it because Fortress Lad himself was left with only a single thought. Never give up. Never give up. Never give up. The end. Yeah. <laughs> I just have two things to say about this story. Number one, I'm glad they debunked the rumor that all the black people were on Marzal with this story. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, she's not <laughs> necessarily two, a human. Well, true. True. Let's just assume she's from Earth. Number two, I hate the fact that they made the African American a villain. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, what are you going to do? Exactly. Oh, yeah, we have a black person. They're the criminal. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's not like she's knocking over a liquor store or something. Okay? <laughs> no. I don't know. That grenade might have had some, you know, Crown Royal in it. You never know. <laughs> well, I, I mean, the, the you know, you've got to think of just the logistics of the whole Fortress Lad thing. You know, like when they put up pictures and... And, mm-hmm. and and all that kind of stuff. Man, what are they messing with? What are they messing with? <laughs> so, there you have it. There is the story of Fortress Lad. I'd say... Or something. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm. I'd I'd say of of many of the uh, Secret Origins tales, definitely the wackiest one. And I don't know that the uh, that this one is any less wacky than the uh, than than what they had originally. You know, you can just see, right. that, you know, and, and, and I mean, they had it. I, what I find interesting is that it, he um, ended up going with a different way to um, to narrate the story. You know, instead mm-hmm. he, he moved away from his sort of storybook method and um, he definitely took it for a more humorous turn. Oh, without a oh, doubt. Without yeah. A doubt, yeah. <laughs> had to. <laughs> but everyone uh, knew this was like really okay <laughs> in you know i almost wonder in in reading that other story if part of the reason was less that it was um less that it used elements from the previous continuity and more that it's like they just make fun of us mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah screw those guys <laughs> exactly let's show them so I almost wonder if part of it was was the uh, they t- they took the uh, the good natured ribbing a little personally. Let, let's not or or Mark Wade preemptively went. Uh, let's not poke the bear on this one, guys. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> so wacky, there you go. wacky stuff. Oh, very That's wacky, fun. but a, but a fun story. You know, this is one of those yeah. things where comics can be fun. Exactly. You know, yes. Or let it go and enjoy it. I think that should be everybody's New Year's resolution is to read more stuff. This well, time. yeah, that's usually yes, what I say to my dates. Up. So hey <laughs> never now. give up. Never give up. Never give up. <laughs> and then Until you, you get that restraining order. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sorry, Matt, what were you saying? And then Darren says, plorp. 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 <laughs> It's always nice to see that sound effect get use. Yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Not nearly enough in today's day and age. <laughs> exactly. There's, well, there's... they need to have an arm fall off boy comic. If there had been more of that in Blackest Night, I might have been interested, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's face it. A, a zombie killer with, with his arm as his weapon would be pretty darn funny, I think. That would be awesome. He's just going around whacking heads off with that thing. Exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't bite my club. Don't bite my club. <laughs> what I really like about this, though, is is that it's pretty clear that, you know, I mean, Arm Fall Off Boy, you know, has has gained life beyond beyond this story. And and that's what I find most interesting is that, you know, we've seen him, of course, show up in uh, in the cartoon. Yeah, he's and, a team uh, star. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and I mean, it's, it's one of those things like like there there's the real crazy idea <laughs> is you know okay yeah the guy who changes who turns transforms into their headquarters that's eh, pretty wacky, but but the guy whose whose power it is to detach his limbs and beat people over the head with them that's neat. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is it ever really stated that he can do it with more than one of his arms, or it's just because I mean he's well, called I... arms fall off boy, not arms fall off boy. That's a good point. I, I think he only has that one special boy. arm. Yep. <laughs> Which would be even funnier. How does that happen? <laughs> I mean, genetically, if even if that's your power, how does it happen that one of your arms can come off, but the rest of them don't? Like your legs and your other arm just, no, nope, we don't do that. <laughs> it's not Magic. how it rolls. That's yeah. just weird. 
<laughs> this is you the part that we're picking up on. <laughs> I do not know how that happens genetically. I don't know a good reason for it at all. <laughs> at all. Exactly. I'm sure. What happens if you he, he seemed pretty upset that he didn't get in, didn't he? At the, oh, at totally. The end. That he was, one he was... panel of his face looked kind of. I'm gonna take my arm and I'm gonna whack you upside the head, cousin boy. You <laughs> have, you, have you ever read the uh, the Legion of the Superheroes in the 30th Century issue with him in it, where it sort of no. goes through the depth of of his uh, tryout and eventual uh, so, pseudo victory? No, I've not read no. it. I need to. Yeah, no, I've tell, read tell us a bit about that. Uh, I can't tell you too much about it offhand because I don't. I actually do have it somewhere here, but uh, but basically it's sort of good, and it's it's more he's sort of a, a fortress lad type guy instead of here where he seems like he should just be getting in because he's awesome. Yeah. In this story, he's more of a fortress lad. Like I just really want to join the Legion because they're awesome, and I think we can be awesome together and mm-hmm. do awesome stuff and be awesome. <laughs> that sounds awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, exactly. And then, he, but he eventually, you know, he comes out on top in, in some way due to something or other and i don't know i can't remember but <laughs> <laughs> here it is okay sorry so where we have we have this who is this boy and what is his great power right the on the cover right <laughs> and then it shows his arm on the floor and it's like yeah that's pretty much it <laughs> and you got, you got cause uh, phantom girl and brainy at the behind the table it's sort of uh, an adventure 237 uh, homage oh yeah, yeah. And they're all saying no nice. no no <laughs> no, thank you. Drawn by a friend of the show, Alex Sarah, after yeah. this one. Nice. Awesome. Yay for Alex Sarah. Woo-hoo. Yeah, so basically, it's a, you, get a, you get a flashback years ago, and here's, uh, I guess, Arm Fall Off Boy's mom and dad. Like, he's like, oh, did I miss it? Did I miss it? Don't tell me I missed it. It's like, she's like, only by about 20 minutes, but everything's fine. We're both fine. We're both perfect. It's like, is this? It sure is, Lloyd. Say hello to your daddy. He's so tiny. And they blank them, and he's got him in his arms, and it's daddy and son first meeting, and it's also just peachy key, and all of a sudden the kid's arm falls off. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, what? You just know the wife was blaming the dad. (laughs) Of course. You've had it for two seconds. You broke it. <laughs> so you cut to today, and he's working in a in a warehouse or a, a library or something. Uh, and he's got he's using his one arm in his other arm to reach something off a high shelf. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And it turns out he's kind of awesome. clumsy. He knocks stuff over all the time. He's he's sort of just carrying his arm over his shoulder like a baseball bat. He uses mm. it at one point to point at some lady. She's like, no, everything's okay. I'm a superhero. Arm fall off boy. I was just explaining my powers to this nice lady. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and he gets kicked out of the store. (laughs) (laughs) So he's yeah, he's not sure what to do with himself, and then he hears about the Legion. And he he's a he's a big fan of Phantom Girl. So this is almost a a comic queen kind of thing where he's he's got posters of Phantom Girl on his wall and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All that noise. Uh, the legionnaires are fighting some giant plant in the in a, in a forest somewhere. They're trying to fight it off, and uh, apparently the creature's only weak spot is its brain heart, located directly in the center of its torso. Ooh. A small application of force should render it completely unconscious for hours. Enough time to get it safely off the planet. 
So uh, he's, she's like, so do it already. He's like, uh, that's what I'm trying to say. It won't let Cosmic Boy or me get close enough. But it doesn't even know you exist. So she goes in into its brain heart, I guess. She's looking in there. She's like, this is really not cool, guys. I don't think I can do this. <laughs> she tries, but she can't bring herself to touch it because it's all slimy and icky and gross. <laughs> she is a girl. <laughs> That's true. She is. Well done, Matt. What, what, the 50s called. They want you back. Um, <laughs> and uh, Brittany says to Cosmo Boy, you know Phantom Girl's flight ring's made of metal, right? So she's got her hand there, and she can't bring herself to touch it, so he just Cosmic Boys it and makes her hand go into the into the heart. <laughs> and the thing goes, Ooh, and falls down. She's like, I never liked you guys. <laughs> so and then there's a shadowy figure, and he's apparently this is all part of his master plan. And the shadowy figure turns out to be Euro Trash Starfinger. Hooray! And then the lights come on, and we realize he's not in some sort of secret headquarters. He's sitting at the uh, department store watching TVs. <laughs> but he comes and tries. Says, "You want to buy one of these TVs?" He's like, "What? No, no, don't be silly. Be serious. These are too expensive for me. Thank you very much." <laughs> but listen, you don't happen to have any popcorn by any chance, huh? Uh, we, we cut to arm fall off boy. He's looking at his triumphs or his, his book of, well, I guess not triumphs so much as failures. Uh, playing playing Little League, grabbing the home run ball, but the it knocks his arm off over the fence. <laughs> Coming in probably dead last in an arm wrestling competition. And le- <laughs> leaning up against the locker, talking to a hot chick at school and having his arm fall off and he falls down. And she freaks out. <laughs> He takes mm-hmm. one last look at his uh, picture of Van uh, Girl on the wall and decides that's what he's got to do. His mom comes in. She's like, Floyd? Oh, but it turns out he left his arm behind. He's like, you know, if you're going to run away from home, you might want to bring your arm with you. <laughs> I should also point out that in this story, he's uh, a really skinny sort of gangly dude instead of the giant buff dude that was in the other one. Right. Makes it kind of even more funny. Basically, he takes a shuttle to uh, Metropolis and tries to uh, engage the, the Legionnaires who have just come back from the gross, icky space alien mission. <laughs> and, but they're too busy arguing with each other. She's mad at Cause for doing that. And he's, she's like, you got to pay my dry cleaning bill. And he's like, uh, I have a resume. It's a little wrinkly because I had it in my pocket for an hour. And I think it has yeah. a milk stain on it for lunch. <laughs> but it, it's on linen paper. And they just sort of walk away. They don't pay attention to him. And then all of a sudden she's like, oh, I'm sorry. What did you? And then a missile comes out of nowhere and ba-boom. Big explosion. Kaboom. Take a drink. Yeah. Hang on. And uh, Phantom Girl's Legion flight ring, which was in Brainy's hand because it was kind of warped by uh, Cosmic Boy's tomfoolery, flies off. And who picks it up? Now that's what I'm talking about. At last, the perfect finger accessory for the already perfect fingers of Starfinger. That's right, uh-huh. I said. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> He's all happy. He's got a flight ring. And they're like, uh, right, who are you again? Tuck two arm fall off boy. He's like, Floyd Belkin, a.k.a. arm fall off boy. And hopefully your newest recruit. They're like, uh, well, we're not really looking for anyone at the moment. What Phantom Girl is trying to say is that Legion tryouts aren't for a few months yet. 
but we really appreciate your help. Uh, arms falling off, boy. <laughs> I must have wow. skipped the page. Hold they on, can't even. On. They can't even get his name right. Name right. What douches? Oh, here we go. I I totally skipped the page. Sorry. Oh. <clears throat> so they're like, oh, that's enough, Starfinger. Don't make any sudden moves, and we don't have to. And the arm fall off, boy's like, it's okay, Cosmic Boy. I'll handle this. And he takes his arm off and he whips it at him like a boomerang. Oh. <laughs> Cosmic Boy's like, wait, did he mm. just throw his own arm? I'm afraid so. And uh, Star catches it and looks at it. He's like, what? What in the <laughs> world is this? Oh, well, hello there. What, how are you this evening? I am currently, and suddenly the, uh, the arm comes, springs back to life and punches him in the face and knocks him out. <laughs> oh, that is sweet. Nice. That's hilarious. Yeah. And Brady's like, well, that was a first. Yeah, thankfully. Vital signs are good, but Starfighter won't be waking up anytime soon, though. <laughs> Phantom Girl's like, uh, here's your arm back. <laughs> Thanks a million, Phantom Girl. I'm just glad to be of service. So then they tell him that, no, we're not looking for new Legionnaires right now. He's like, oh, I see. She's like, Floyd, wait. It was really nice of you to chip in back there. And well, here, your Legion flight ring? Go ahead, try it on. You should at least get to see what it feels like to be a Legion. Maybe come try out. You could earn yourself one. And so he puts it on, and of course, it pops his arm off and flies up in the air. And they're just standing there staring at it. Uh, oh, I, uh, you know, maybe I should, yeah. It's getting late. I should probably head, yeah. I'm gonna go. I think that's best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those awkward, you know. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a day! So he's he's got he doesn't have his other arm. He's just going home. He's going on the bus. He's like, I got to meet Phantom Girl and the Legion, and I took down Starfinger all by myself, single-handed, so to speak. Plus, there's no denying I'm chewing for the next Legion tryouts. Mm-hmm. Things are really starting to go my way. Yes, sir. Things are really looking up for Floyd Belkin, a.k.a. arm fall. And that's when his arm falls down and punches him in the head. <laughs> and he knocks, oh, knocks, knocks Nice. <laughs> the end. So yeah. is he from Earth? Is that what that established? Um, I don't know that he's from Earth. He, he's orange, so I, I don't think he is. Well, he seems like he was going home. So it just says years know. ago, and there's a, outside the hospital, there's some weird, weird language. So I'm thinking it's not. Okay. Not Earth at all. He may live on Earth. Yeah, he's he may not live from on Earth. He's okay. Just curious. Just <laughs> so there you go. There we the go. See, and, ex- an extra bonus tail. Exactly. Exactly. It was. It, it I was love an, extra bonus tail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh I think my. I need more rump balls. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my! So, uh, so there we go. It's an extra, an extra little story, and it it all ties in. And and <laughs> and uh, hey, if that's that's always a good way to uh, to start off the new year, as it were. Indeed. Almost, yeah. Well, wait. Paul's use of the thesaurus. Yes. Thing. <laughs> Right, right. Right. So, um, of course, that was written by Matthew Manning, and Sean McManus did the art. Ah, Sean. Yeah, and um, that's that. And of course, the uh, the Alex Sarah, the Alex Sarah cover, and and if you notice on the uh, there's the the picture up there where it says applicant two four seven 
of course, his arm yep. fell off, boy. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's a new touch. So very, very cool. So so there you go. We we managed to hit some cartoon era stuff as well as uh, mm-hmm. some Secret Origins. Woo-hoo! Two, of our, two of our favorite fun go-tos. So That is a great, great story. Exactly. Great, great so, series, really. Yeah, yeah, it is, or, or was. Lots of fun, yes. Yeah, exactly. See, there you go. Find some back yeah. issues of that, people. There's your, uh, that makes it easier on your um, New Year's if resolution. You're, if you're not digging on the new 52, go back for the old. Yeah, there's all good. there's a ton of old stuff that's been published. Mm-hmm. Go back and yeah. find it, read it. Those showcases are there for a reason. So, exactly, exactly, and really, the you know the, these uh, these stories you know owe, owe a lot to to that uh, that sort of you know the goofy beginnings as it were. Mm-hmm. So. Comments as always are welcome at Legion of Substitute Podcasters at gmail.com. You can join in the conversation over at the forum. That is forum.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com. You can head over to our page on the Facebook. Just go into Facebook and type in Legion of Substitute Podcasters. It takes you right to us. And I know that it does because there's a whole bunch of people who have done just that. Well, yes. (laughs) Indeed. Indeed. And um, Paul, is this the last time they've got to get their pictures up on Facebook? Pretty much. Actually, that's already happened. Yeah. Tabulating the results. Yes, oh, we're we we okay. we busy tabulating, and the, the, yet, so. it'll be the second. Uh, we'll, we'll, the the winner will be announced on the show on the. I guess it would be the second week of January. Yes. So. Okay. Sweet. Um, that gives us a week to you know go through the uh, entries and uh, commiserate. Yes. Yeah, because yeah. remember what we're going to do is 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 first. There's there's just like we everyone everyone's name goes into a hat and we uh, and we draw for uh, for the first bit of prize and then comes the judged stuff. <clears throat> The next level prize, the, the grand prize, prize, the American Idol. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed, as it, indeed, as it were. Um, we are like also got the Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> that, that's Darren. No, <laughs> no. Oh man, I was gonna say Darren's more like the Simon, but I think it actually probably goes more towards the other. Paul <laughs> Abdul. Okay, I don't nice. take Vicodin when I record a show. Okay, <laughs> that's only because you don't have any. Well, fine. It's a good point. <laughs> don't cloud the issue of facts, sir. Very good. <laughs> All right, we are also on the Twitter. You can follow us at LOSP Podcast. And you can head over to our website, legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com, and you can leave a comment on this or any episode. And with that, we make our way back into the time bubble, and we head back to the 31st century, and we will see you all next week. Pygmy hippo.